This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the program. Richard Duggan filling in today for Linda Swain, who is taking a well-deserved week off. Uh, We're going to do something a little bit different today as we have two topics that we're going to be looking at on the program. A little bit later on, we'll be speaking with some of the mayors from across the province and see how they're gearing up for the summer season in their respective regions. But first, we are just minutes away from the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall arriving for their royal visit. One of the places they'll be visiting is Government House. Lieutenant Governor Judy Foote joins the program now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for taking time out of what I'm sure is a very hectic time for you at Government House. Um, How busy has it been and what are some of the preparations that have been underway at Government House? It's been very busy because, of course, you have representatives here from the federal government, uh, from Clarence House, uh, from the provincial government, and, of course, here at Government House, our own staff have been engaged. So it's been a really busy time to make sure that that uh, nothing is overlooked, that everything that we need to put in place we have uh, in preparation for the royal visit. Yes, and I'm sure with, with something as uh, as important as a royal visit coming to Government House, I would imagine that there's a lot of I's that need dotting, a lot of T's that need crossing. Uh, absolutely, because you want to make sure that it goes well, but you also want to make sure that uh, people get to be a part of the royal visit. So reaching out and encouraging people to come to the grounds of Government House has been really important for us. As you know, the grounds are open from dawn to dusk daily, uh, and it's no different during the royal visit. So we want to make sure that people know they're welcome on the grounds, and uh, we've made a point of reaching out to different organizations, uh, different groups, uh, and to individuals to say, join us. How significant is it to have something like a royal visit come to Government House? Very significant. Uh, and it's uh, nothing new, of course. Now, Prince Charles and, uh, and uh, the Duchess were here in 2009. Uh, so this is not their first visit here. But uh, we really wanted to uh, have them return. If there was going to be a royal visit for the Platinum Jubilee, then we thought, why not here in Newfoundland and Labrador? They had been in the other Atlantic provinces uh, since 2009. So we were interested in having them come here and uh, have a presence so that those who wanted to see them could see them. Uh, And, of course, to continue to uh, showcase Newfoundland and Labrador. Now, as part of the uh, Royals' visit to Government House, I noticed that there's a big Indigenous focus on on what's going to to be taking place. Um, Why was that so important to do? Well, I think it's always important to focus on uh, Indigenous and our Indigenous issues. Uh, For us, the Heart Garden is a reconciliation initiative. Uh, It's a way of educating about the tragic history of our Indigenous people, uh, trying to ensure that we never lose sight of what happened and uh, take responsibility because we all have a role to play in reconciliation. Take responsibility for making sure that it never happens again. So the Heart Garden itself, is a 
It's in memory of those Indigenous children who were lost to residential schools, and it's also in honor of those who survived and their families. And tomorrow there will be elders with us, people who have uh, or were caught up in the residential school system through no fault of their own, of course, and uh, suffered terribly uh, what transpired during that time. So they're going to be here, as will the five Indigenous leaders in our province. So it's an opportunity to speak about the Heart Garden, what it represents, and how important it is that we all take responsibility for ensuring that it never happens again. And by doing that, we all play a role in reconciliation. A solemn moment that will definitely be taking place in, in and amidst the, uh, all the pomp and the pageantry of, uh, of having a royal visit happening for sure. Um, what else uh, is planned for uh, the royals to do at Government House? I understand that uh, there's a special Platinum Jubilee project. A portion of that will be unveiled as well. There is, and every province was asked to do a project for the Platinum Jubilee. Here at Government House, uh, we're doing what we're calling a commemorative Commonwealth walkway. Uh, so His Royal Highness will unveil a medallion that will go into the walkway. Uh, they will also plant a tree. Uh, and what we've done is we've invited um, Duke of Edinburgh students, award winners, to join him. There will be three joining uh, their Royal Highnesses for the planting, but we'll have a lot of other uh, Duke of Edinburgh award winners um, around so that he can speak to them if he wishes. Uh, of course, there will be people along the walkway, so it's an opportunity for people to see him and for him to speak to them. Uh, planting a tree on the grounds of Government House is a, a tradition for the royal family. Uh, there are trees here that that were planted uh, in 2009 by both uh, the Prince and the Duchess, so it's continuing that tradition, which is really important. The walkway itself is a kilometer in length if you're looking to walk it sometime. Uh, but of course, they will walk down to where they plant the tree and then walk back up. But inside of Government House, I think there's also something really exciting happening, and that is um, Nonya is here. And Nonya, of course, celebrated its 100th anniversary a couple of years ago. And there's something called the Campaign for Wool that Prince Charles is actually the patron of. He champions wool because of its sustainability. Uh, and what we've done is we've introduced the Campaign for Wool to Nonya. So our some of the knitters with Nonya will be here, uh, and it's an opportunity for them to meet the prince as well. And uh, there's a good possibility that, of course, with Nonya having been founded here at Government House, that when we were still a British colony, that products would have been that were knit by women throughout Newfoundland and Labrador would have been shared with Her Majesty. So we've got a sweater here that Nonya knit uh, that we will suggest that uh, Prince Charles may have worn one like it um, because Nonya has the right to use the words as supplied to the Queen. Very interesting stuff happening at Government House. And Lieutenant Governor, I'm sure that uh, you're quite busy and need to get back at it. But I thank you so much for taking the time to join the program today. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before I let you go? No, thank you for giving me this opportunity, though, to share what's happening. Uh while His Royal Highness and the Duchess are here, uh, because not everybody will get to see them. It's here in St. John's, and there are so many people in rural Newfoundland and Labrador that I would love to have the opportunity uh, for them, or for them to have the opportunity to uh, to be part of the visit. Uh, and unfortunately, they can't be, but through your medium and others, it'll be an opportunity for them to to see, even though they can't do so in person. 
Absolutely. Lieutenant Governor Judy Foote, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Take care. Thank you very much. Again, Lieutenant Governor Judy Foote on the program. And, of course, uh, the royal visit soon commencing here in St. John's, uh, just a couple minutes away now from that plane landing at St. John's International. All right, we're going to take a break now on On Target. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with the mayor of Cornerbrook. Stay tuned. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target. Target weekday afternoons at one on your VOCM and welcome back to on target here on VOCM I'm Richard Duggan filling in for Linda Swain who is taking the week off and well now on the program we're going to go from one topic to another and this is a big summer not just for people in the province but in the various communities all over as well over the rest of the show we'll be checking in with various mayors from around the province to see what's on the go heading into this summer joining me now on the program is cornerbrook mayor jim parsons mayor parsons good afternoon good afternoon well, thank you so much for joining the program. And, well, this summer will hopefully be the closest we've been to normal since 2019. How's the city feeling heading into what's hoped to be quite a busy season? Yeah, I think we're going to have a good year. Um, I get the sense that people uh, people are uh, eager to get out and travel and explore parts of the province that they're coming from the East Coast or in other parts of North America coming here to the island. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm anticipating a good summer. How much has the city of Cornerbrook missed that activity over the last couple of years? Uh, it's been uh, it's been rough, uh, and uh, even last summer we were able to see some more traffic from the, within the province. Uh, so I guess the silver lining of the of the relatively low overall numbers uh, was that we uh, we were able to attract a lot of people from the east coast uh, to the west coast and discover parts of uh, parts of our area that they may never have been aware of. So uh, there's a bit of silver lining there, but we are looking forward to uh, welcoming the whole world back. And that's true. Yeah, you bring up a great point there about how really over the last couple of summers, it's been a great opportunity for people uh, who, you know, from different areas of the province who, you know, may never have been to the West Coast and may never have been to Cornerbrook to get out and really see what, what there is to, to offer out there. That's right. And, uh, and you know, us on the West Coast, of course, travel as well. Like my family, we took some time and we explored parts of the Baver Peninsula, for example, and uh, saw places that we had never been before. And I've seen uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of traffic. A lot of the activities and outdoor activities that we uh, have here are a bit unique. Uh, of course, uh, the uh, you know we pride ourselves here on the outdoor adventure. We call ourselves the outdoor adventure capital of uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, and you know we like to ski, we like to uh, skidoo, we love ATVing, mountain biking, hiking, uh, and uh, and we've got you know we've got the right outdoor landscape for all of that. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of COVID-friendly things uh, in our area for sure that uh, people were able to take advantage of. So now Mayor Parsons talking or jumping ahead now to this summer. Give us a sense of what what are some of the things that are planned in the city of Cornerbrook for summer 2022? Well, there's a couple of sort of big themes here. We've got uh, the largest number of cruise ships in town uh, that we've ever had this year. Uh, and uh, which may seem surprising, but the cruise industry seems pretty eager to get going. And uh, Newfoundland and, and here in the West Coast is a, is a very safe uh, destination, and uh, we've been seeing, of course, increased numbers over the last two years. 
but the interest there has been great. So we're going to see about 24 ships this year. Um, and that will go, there's a little bit in the first part of the, uh, the, the spring, summer here. And then most of it, of course, is August into October. Um, so that is a that is a big uh, a big piece of our summer, uh, but as well we capitalize as I mentioned on things like ATV and mountain biking and outdoor adventure. Um, so we are launching a uh, well relaunching because we tried to do this uh, summer 2020 and of course we had to shut it all down, but it's our Jigs and Wheels Festival, and uh, that's a, a, a two weekend like a 10 day kind of festival. That's starting on July 15th, um, and it features a lot of uh, you know, music and entertainment, uh, but also ATV-specific activities, uh, rib fest. Um, uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking forward to a big week that week. Must be exciting for you as mayor to finally be able to see all this stuff come back. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's, we, you know, we've been dying to celebrate out here, and as I mentioned, when we first planned the Jigs and Wheels Festival, um, that was back in 2020, and we we're all set to go and, uh, and really looking forward to it. But uh, we are bringing back that. We're bringing back some aspects. We had a come home year here in 2019 um, in Cornerbrook, and uh, so we're bringing back a lot of those events too. So we're having an outdoor street festival on Broadway, for example, uh, the Blame It On Broadway event. So it's sort of like a, like a George Street Festival kind of event with music and uh, and the bars spill out into the street. Um, uh, yeah, it, we we love to get together uh, for music here. We're having an antique car show, shutting down West Street. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a celebratory mood for sure. And it's uh, for locals, but it's also hoping to attract a lot of people to come here and, uh, you know, enjoy ATV access that's really unprecedented. We're uh, we're working on, uh, of course, we have really good ATV access through our city here uh, to get to the uh, trails and the outskirts of our city. Um, but we also have um, uh, we have permits and things available for residents to get to the trail system. Uh, but we're going to try and be more aggressive during uh, during this. Uh, uh, Jigs and Wheels Festival to allow people to come in, uh, have supervised parking at our Civic Center for uh, their trailers and their vehicles, and be able to offload and ride our streets uh, during that limited time uh, in, uh, in a safe and organized way. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty neat to be able to come downtown and, uh, you know, visit your favorite restaurant or hotel um, without, uh, without a car. So uh, we're going to integrate all that, um, and uh, we've become known for that, and we've uh, done it in a very sort of careful, safe way, and people have been very responsible. So that's a big part of our summer as well. And Mayor Parsons, I'm glad you mentioned a, a little while ago about how in 2019, uh, Corner celebrated a come home year and you're sort of bringing some of those events back because this year, as has been mentioned, is uh, the provincial come home year 2022. Uh, did Corner avail of any of that money from, from the province to put off uh, come home year events? Yeah, I think uh, like other communities, we got our standard amount. Um, it was $2,500. Uh, which obviously doesn't go far in city of Cornerbrook, uh, but it does help. And uh, and I think that the overall uh, concept uh, and the marketing that's going into this to get people to come from the mainland to come back to Newfoundland will uh, it's like a rising tide uh, uh, floats all boats kind of thing. 
so I would anticipate that there's a lot of people eager to get home now that it's, uh, uh, we're somewhat uh, free of COVID. Um, so we're anticipating a lot of people returning home for sure, uh, and a lot of visitors. Uh, so we're, uh, you know, we're we're just waiting for it. Uh, we have a beautiful area. We've been working on our tourism plans over the last number of years and trying to get more and more organized. Our tourism sector here uh, has is very motivated, uh, and we've in, we've increased uh, our product here and the quality of our product. So we have beautiful hotels and restaurants and tours, and uh, the whole Bay of Islands, Humber Valley area, of course, is uh, is is gorgeous. There's a a lot to see and do. Uh, so yeah, I think that the I think it will be a a good boost to have a, a come home year this year. Uh, provincially, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll have lots of events throughout uh, and outdoor music and things like that throughout the city uh, to uh, help celebrate that. Excellent, Mayor Jim Parsons, Mayor of Cornerbrook. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We are all out of time on the program uh, at the moment. We got to go to a break, but uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing about what's going on in the city of Cornerbrook. I appreciate it, Richard. Excellent. That's uh, Jim Parsons, mayor of the city of Cornerbrook. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to head to Central and check in with what's going on there. Join Brian Medor weekdays at noon for a comprehensive update on news from every corner on all levels, newsmakers, weather, and more. Join us on your VOCM at noon. And welcome back to On Target. Richard Duggan in today filling in for Linda Swain. And today we're talking with some of the mayors from across the province about how things are shaping up now heading into... What should be a busy summer season following a couple of years of pandemic restrictions? In the last segment uh, of the program, we checked in with the mayor of Cornerbrook, Jim Parsons, and now we're going to take our show and move it on into Central. We're going to check in with the mayor of Grand Falls, Windsor. That's Barry Manuel. Mayor Manuel, welcome to the program. Good day, Richard. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to join the program today. And like I said, should be a pretty busy uh, summer season, certainly busier than the last couple of years were anyway. So what preparations are underway in Grand Falls for this summer? Oh, we've been very busy. I guess, you know, staff has been preparing a schedule for the summer events that we are so happy to get back to. As you mentioned, the last couple of years, there's been very little to no activity. So, you know, we've got our uh, Exploits Valley Salmon Festival coming up in uh, July, and uh, we're glad to have that back again. Uh, we've got a poutine festival, an ATV festival. There's uh, a community kitchen party in uh, late July and August. We've got a uh, culinary food festival in August as well. So, you know, there's a lot of events going on. I know people are really excited and anxious to get out again and to do some socializing and enjoy some nice weather, food, and entertainment, and we're looking forward to being able to provide that. Is there a bit of a buzz around town just at the prospect of having this activity back after so long? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think it would be the same everywhere. It's just people are so uh, anxious to get out again, you know, and uh, after what we've all gone through, it's been a very difficult time. And to be able to have these events again is something that we're, be, we're pleased to be able to do. But people are giving us the responses that they can't wait, you know, they're so looking forward to doing whatever they can. And of course, we expect a lot of people to be on the move this year as well, with it being 
come home year and uh, people moving around the province. We've got a number of uh, private um, businesses, I guess, that also would pique people's interest here in Grand Falls, Windsor. You've got the uh, exploits uh, river rafting group who do whitewater rafting. They got a number of different uh, options there for people. We've got a zip lining operation that's expected to start soon, and that uh, information, as well as any information on all our events and the schedule, how to get tickets, uh, or any other information, really can be found on our website. Uh, or on the town's Facebook page as well, which we keep pretty active in, uh, in keeping it up. But right now, with the weather changing and things looking up in the last couple of weeks, you know, we see our, our employees out doing good work around town, you know, painting the lines and uh, community cleanup is on the go, which we have every year at this time, where we engage community groups to get out and to clean up litter in specific sections. And we give them uh, some fundraising dollars towards their causes and it kind of works really well. Uh, we've got our spring cleanup coming up now soon where we have, you know, at the curb pick up for items that people are looking to to unload at this time of year. And, uh, you know, having springtime now and the grass is starting to be uh, getting green and people are out on the move and walking, etc. It's uh, It's an awesome time of year and definitely looking forward to this summer really like never before. Certainly lots on the go in the area. As you just mentioned, you ran through a, a list of uh, some of the things that are on the go. And as you mentioned, of course, too, it's uh, come home year, provincial come home year. Um, did uh, Grand Falls Windsor avail of any of the uh, the money that uh, the province was giving out uh, for come home year projects? And what's planned in that regard? Yeah, well, I can't speak to specifics of what the funding would be used for. I know that we did avail of funding. Uh, you know, we're pleased that the province is able to support municipalities and delivering programs this year. So as always, our community service department staff applied for funding and we were uh, approved for some of that pot of money, which is good. And it'll go towards our events, you know, uh, the ones that I mentioned already. Uh, primarily, uh, you know, it's all about being able to make sure that your community is welcoming, to make sure that people have a good experience when they're here in Grand Falls, Windsor. They enjoy their time and see all the great things really we have to offer. I mean, the weather is is typically beautiful here in the summer. You know, we get lots of 30-degree days, and uh, we're looking forward to nice weather and, and people on the move. So uh, the funding from the province has definitely helped that. And as I said, people are excited to get out and start enjoying. Now, it's been a rough couple of years economically with, you know, the, the pandemic restrictions, businesses having to close and then reopen. And then, of course, the travel restrictions on top of that. Are you hopeful that this activity that that will hopefully be generated this summer will be the start of things sort of turning around economically? Yeah, I certainly hope so. I mean, obviously, there's still some concern around the whole COVID situation, and we always monitor that closely. But uh, being able to start moving again and getting activities and events on the go is, is something that is uh, indicating, I guess, a change. And, and we look at 
being able to offer all these different things to our residents and to the people who are going to be coming through Grand Falls, Windsor. Uh, we do encourage, of course, everybody to support uh, local and not only local uh, within Grand Falls, Windsor and area, but provincially, you know. So if you're out and you want to get out and spend some time with family and friends this year, you're planning a little trip, uh, I'd encourage you to support local business wherever you go. And it's uh, important and it has been a very difficult time. And as we know, you know, local business and particularly small business really is the heartbeat of community. So we want to make sure that we support our own and uh, encourage everybody to do that because, uh, as you mentioned, there are a lot of businesses that uh, went through a very difficult time now and are looking forward to this as a jump start to get back to uh, some sort of normalcy. And now, as we mentioned, uh, you know, everybody is focused right now on that summer season, that summer peak. But looking ahead to the fall and even to the winter, how do you keep this momentum rolling now and make sure that 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 this momentum of of, uh, I guess, this activity returning keeps going? Well, as a community council, I mean, we have been focused for years now on community programming and events. Uh, The town of Grand Falls, Windsor started some 100 new programs in the last few years. We got everything from baby yoga up to ballroom dancing and everything in between. And for us, it's just a matter of continuing to be very proactive in having um, activities, programs, and events that people want. And it's clear that people are interested in these events just because of the, uh, the difficulty sometimes to get tickets to some of our events. But we also have programs for all ages. And no matter what time of year, we want to make sure that people have an opportunity to be active, an opportunity to be entertained, and that really speaks to a quality of life that we want to build here in Grand Falls, Windsor. And along with all the different amenities and uh, things that are going on here and the natural beauty of the Exploits River, etc., it's uh, just a great, great uh, community to live in, and certainly it's something that uh, we're very proud of, and we want people to to come enjoy with us uh, no matter what time of year, because wintertime, there's good snowmobile action you know we've got a, a beautiful cross-country ski facility here there's all kinds of opportunities and we do have a long winter season as we can appreciate here in Newfoundland Labrador uh, but there's always something to do here in Grand Falls Windsor and we have all the information on our uh, website as well as our Facebook page and if anybody uh, wanted to check that out certainly or have any questions they can call me or count, uh, contact the town hall and we'll give them whatever information we can provide and uh, to help them make a, a good experience here in central Newfoundland and Grand Falls, Windsor. And there you have it, Barry Manuel, Mayor of Grand Falls, Windsor. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join the program, and best of luck now with the summer season. Thank you, Richard, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Excellent. There you have it, Barry Manuel, Mayor of Grand Falls. We're going to take one final break of the day, and when we come back, we're going to check in with the Mayor of Mount Pearl. That is Dave Aker. Don't go away. Weekday mornings from 5.30 to 9. Jumpstart your day with Jerry Lynn Mackey and Ben Murphy. Newsmakers, traffic, weather, and more during your VOCM morning show. And welcome back to the program. Richard Duggan in today filling in for Linda Swain. In the last couple of segments, we heard from Cornerbrook Mayor Jim Parsons and Grand Falls Windsor Mayor Barry Manuel on how their municipalities are preparing for the upcoming summer season. Now we'll take things back to the metro region. Check in with Mayor of Mount Pearl. That's Dave Aker. Mayor Aker, welcome to the program. 
panel. Thanks for having me, Richard. Now, in talking just now with Mayor Parsons and Mayor Manuel, one thing seems to be apparent, and that's that they are really excited to return to some sort of a normal this summer. Um, are you feeling that excitement, too? Oh, absolutely. We had the Best in Business Awards there with the Chamber of Commerce there the other night, and uh, people were so enthusiastic to be in the same room together. And, uh, you know, finally, after two, two and a half years to celebrate things that, you know, we know have been going on. There's some really good news stories in the city, but being able to get together and share that celebration, uh, yeah, it's been fantastic. And the people have an appetite for a lot more this coming summer. So what is there to look forward to in Mount Pearl this summer? What's being planned? Well, you know, even for the month of May, right, we're going to do the Mayor's Outlook uh, here in the city, and uh, that's really through the Chamber of Commerce, uh, the Mount Pearl Paradise Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we'll do the Focus on Youth Awards uh, to end off the uh, the month. And then, of course, as we kick into June, we'll be uh, having a, a Public Service Week celebrations. And we're going to do a, a tourism operation operator session with, our, uh, with the Chamber of Commerce and interested residents and businesses. And it's also going to be hosted by Hospitality uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. But the big month is July. And things kick off, of course, on uh, July 1st. And we'll be uh, holding a Memorial Day gathering as well as celebrating Canada Day uh, here at St. David's Park in the city of Mount Pearl. We're going to be doing a Pride in the Park event, which we started last year. That'll be mid to, uh, around the middle of June. And then City Days kicks off from July 21st to 24th. Uh, and this is where we're going to go over and above, partly for come home year, but we want to celebrate everything that we can here in the city of Mount Pearl. Uh, we want to invite everybody from far and away to come join us. And, of course, we want our residents to have a good time, and hopefully the weather cooperates. I want to circle back to something that you just mentioned. Uh, you said that later this month there's going to be the Mayor's Outlook. Uh, what, what's involved in that? Well, typically, uh, the, the, the Mount Pearl Paradise Chamber of Commerce will host a, uh, um, um, basically, where the mayor of either Mount Pearl or Paradise um, will give a speech, basically outlining, you know, how their towns and cities have done uh, in the last 12 months and give an outlook as to, uh, you know, where they see things going in the next 12 months. So uh, Mount Pearl's will be on May 26th, and I believe uh, Mayor Bob will be doing his in Paradise uh, in early June. And now, of course, wouldn't ask you to uh, give any of the contents of that away, but how how are things looking in the city of Mount Pearl moving forward? Oh, very good. You know, we've, we've always, we're always going to be presented with challenges, you know, because no city or municipality is ever perfect. There's always something to do. Um, but we're in good standing financially, and we're very engaged in our community. Um, and again, we, we, we see the summer as a return to normal, uh, you know, compared to the last two years. So we're back in the swing of things, so to speak, and we look forward to seeing everybody coming out. And I think you'll see that uh, the mayor's outlook, that's going to be some of the theme, uh, is talking about the resilience of of our residents, our businesses the last two years, uh, how we've recovered, how we're in a different place, uh, to be honest, Richard. Um, but this is the way we see it going forward. You know, inflation's raising its, uh, its ugly head at the moment. Um, but I think in the long run, we, uh, we live in a good, safe community uh, that provides good, valuable services for our residents and businesses. Looking now, of course, uh, we're talking about uh, the hopeful, hopefully a lot of good activity, uh, not just in Mount Pearl, but all across the province this summer now as things return to the closest they've been to normal in two years. Um, and we talk a lot about collaboration between municipalities, and I would imagine with events happening in nearby St. John's, Paradise, CBS, that will be a big benefit to uh, the city of Mount Pearl this summer as well. 
Yeah, and, and, and even though we don't directly cooperate in all the events, if you look at the uh, the calendar of events within the region, for that matter, within the province, you know, everybody's picked out, uh, you know, their special time, whether it's the, uh, you know, the biggest Blueberry Festival or, or Gander Days, for example. Um, so what the City of Mount Pearl has done during July is that from July 21st to 24th, we're going to be hosting a bigger and better City Days. Uh, as opposed to hosting a whole bunch of events over July and a whole bunch over August, we want to concentrate it because we do recognize that, uh, you know, friends and family from afar are coming and they may not only want to go to events in Mount Pearl, they may want to slip over to Cornerbrook on the way to, uh, uh, on the way to Gross Morn and, uh, you know, and, and check and check out some of the events that uh, Mayor Parsons and his crowd uh, have got on the table. So, you know, we've got, uh, we've got Thursday, July 21st to uh, Sunday, July 24th. It's block solid from morning to evening uh, for four consecutive days and uh, so that's the approach we've taken and of course we're grateful for some of the support we've received from the provincial government for the come home year efforts. Now I asked Mayor Manuel this as well and I'll ask you too, uh, you know it's been a challenging couple of years economically for everyone, um, are you hopeful that this will be the start of things turning around? Oh, yeah, very much so. You know, the messaging from public health is that the pandemic is becoming more of an endemic. Uh, I I think it's going to present... a return to challenges, you know, coming this fall and winter. Um, what you typically see during flu season or, or cold season, whatever you want to call it, uh, is more sickness because we're we're caught up indoors. Maybe less COVID, but I think generally speaking, we're going to return to some sense of normalcy. Uh, you know, in terms of the cycle that we see uh, with uh, with colds and flus, and of course with COVID on the go now. Um, so the summer is a real perfect opportunity uh, to celebrate the end of the last two years. So to speak. It gets everybody outdoors, which tends to be a safer environment. Uh, and I would encourage everybody to get out there and, you know, not just spend time in Mount Pearl, but any part of the province that they can think of visiting. Let's do it the summer. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, I don't want to sound negative, but, but hopefully that'll take care of people's enjoyment this summer and then we'll get ready for whatever the fall uh, pandemic or the endemic provides us this coming fall. And I do want to ask as well, and you mentioned it a little bit ago about, uh, you know, the rising cost of inflation that that everyone's seeing. How is the city coping with uh, the rising fuel costs lately? I know that in St. John's, for example, uh, they've been struggling, especially with uh, the cost for Metrobus. So how's how's Mount Pearl doing on that front? Well, you know, for us, most of our uh, most of the fuel that we burn is diesel within our uh, public works department, mostly for you know garbage collection, snow clearing, and the like. Uh, naturally, that's that's hit our budget really tremendously. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've got a fifty-five million dollar budget approximately, uh, and we can mitigate some of that increase by absorbing, making savings in other places, or choosing to spend less money. Uh, so we're always monitoring the budget, but that is an area of concern. This past winter wasn't too too bad in terms of the budget, in terms of uh, fuel consumption, because we didn't have a lot of uh, operational requirement, uh, you know, in terms of snow load and the like. Uh, But people have to remember that, you know, for every fiscal year that runs from January to December, uh, part of one winter is in the early part of the year, but we've also got a winter that'll start probably in November, December, that we also will have to uh, face these increased fuel prices. So there's no doubt that we're going to have to reallocate budgets. Council's determined, though, however, to make sure that we can insulate um, our residents and businesses as much as possible from uh, from tax increases. Um, but we'll manage the budget, and uh, you know, if it becomes too difficult, then we'll have a hard look at uh, the budget for 2023 and realign everything. 
Dave Aker, Mayor of the City of Mount Pearl. We're out of time on the program today, but thank you so much for joining the program, and best of luck now with everything heading into the summer season. Thanks, Richard, and best of luck. We'll see your, your viewers, your listeners this coming summer. Take care. Excellent. Thank you very much. And that was Dave Aker, Mayor of the City of Mount Pearl. We're all, all out of time on today's edition of On Target. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be back again tomorrow for another episode. Thanks again, and talk to you soon. Bye.